Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Damon Tyner is an attorney, former Superior Court judge, uh, who is joining us to talk about what is happening with the Supreme Court um, and their decision to hear a case uh, concerning whether or not Donald Trump is immune from prosecution for whatever he did while he was president. Damon, good morning. Hey, good morning, Solomon, to you and your listening audience. Happy to be here with you today. Okay, so this whole thing is reminding me of Bush Gore um, and the Supreme Court stepping in and and stopping the recount. Um, Let's walk through the, the, the legalities of the case. What is this case actually about? All right. So the issue that is going up before the Supreme Court, uh, before I even get to that, this trial was supposed to start Monday, March 4th, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, in, it, you know, everyone uh, was prepared. Jack Smith is prepared. They're ready to go. This challenge, specific challenge was denied uh, at the lower level It was by the trial court. It was denied at the D.C. Court of the Circuit Appeals. Uh, by a 3-0 vote. And the specific issue is whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his term in office? Mm-hmm. That is, I know that's a lot, but that's the specific question that is before the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I talked about how the D.C. Court of Circuit Appeals is one of the most uh, respected appeals courts in the country. Many Supreme Court justices serve on the D.C. Court of Circuit Appeals. And that this was 3-0. It, it was not a question. It wasn't like it was a controversial issue, like there was a dissent 2-1 or anything like that. This was 3-0. So it raised a lot of uh, eyebrows when the Supreme Court uh, issued its decision yesterday to hear this beginning on April 22nd. Yeah. And so it, it's April 20th. That's a whole month from now. Like everybody was ready to go. You, you said, you know, in, in just a few days. And so now they have said we, we are not going to hear arguments until April 22nd. Certainly they can rule on the arguments the next day if they want to. They can take a long time if they want to. Um, so what does it mean that they've said this thing has to wait until April 22nd? So what you just described here is what I really want the listening audience to understand. Uh, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, Supreme Court, he packed the Supreme Court and they're going to overturn the decision and they're going to say he's immune from, uh, from being prosecuted on this. That's not necessarily the critical issue. The critical issue is what you just expressed, the timing of it all. They scheduled it for oral arguments on April 22nd, which is about six weeks away. That's the first thing. The second thing is after those arguments, the arguments are anticipated to take approximately one or two weeks. So you figure it's done April 26th or so. That can sit on the Supreme Court justices' desk for as long as they wanted to. It is not anticipated that this decision is going to come out uh, before the election. And if it does, it will be right in the throes of election season uh, in around September uh, or October. 
October or so. You know, the Supreme Court typically, I mean, they act on some emergent applications very quickly, or if there's a death penalty issue, someone's life is at stake. But no one should get it twisted that this decision is going to come out very quickly uh, and in a time frame that will enable uh, the, the trial court to dispose of this matter in a timely fashion. And so they, they have essentially bought Donald Trump the time that he has been seeking on all of this, it, his his uh, his strategy throughout all of this. Um, and and he's got what, four four different trials. His strategy throughout all of this has been to delay, delay, delay. And so Absolutely. they have given him the ability to delay. Yes, that's it. And that's exactly what they've done. Delay, de- de- delay, delay, delay throw crap against the wall. The court has to stop and deal with it. That delays it even more. This has been the strategy. If you pointed this out over the past two years or so that we've been discussing all things Trump and uh, nothing has changed. Uh, so, yes, uh, it's not, the issue isn't so much that, oh, the Supreme Court is going to protect him from uh, and provide him with immunity. The thing is the Supreme Court is uh, going to hold this off. They're going to acquiesce to his request to delay this matter. And if, if by some chance, uh, the matter is delayed beyond uh, the election and he would somehow win the election, then the thought is that a Donald Trump controlled uh, justice uh, department would, you know, shut all this down. This is insane. So, you know, if you have a president, if if they rule that he is immune from prosecution, what power does that give to the president? Well, it makes our president a king. Yeah. And that's the, uh, you know, that's the essential argument that all parties have been arguing, uh, you know, against that, you know, Donald Trump was elected under the Constitution. Uh to serve a term of four years, and after that term ended, he was supposed to enact the peaceful transfer of power. He did not do that. And, you know, this, this, these decisions, I, I'm really, and I know that people may be skeptical, but I'm really not so concerned with the Supreme Court ruling that presidents have immunity uh, from criminal acts during their term of office. I'm not concerned about that because it would set our country on its ear because Donald Trump will, I don't think he'll be president uh, after this next election, personally, but, you know, I don't think he'll ever be president in in the future. So if they did that, they would be opening the door for anyone else to raise this type of of defense, that they can do anything that they want. And I don't think they want to go down that road. Yeah. And, and this this is why I'm I'm so surprised. But although I shouldn't be because, you know, they do have a six to three conservative majority. But but I was surprised to hear that that they were going to hear this case uh, and that they pushed until April. But, you know, uh, again, I mean, I, if if they are seeking to help him delay, then, you know, that I guess that's the best thing they could do is just, you know, make it slower, make everything slow. Well, and, and I would want to urge folks 
to consider this for a moment. And, and maybe I'm nice, I know that. Uh, but the it, they did no doubt about it help him with delaying the trial. Mm-hmm. But the the demeanor of this country right now, you know, we're we're really sitting on a tenderbox of yeah. things being ready to blow up. Yeah. And if you don't exhaust every opportunity for the system to expose this man for being the clown that he is, you know, you will just have some people that will always, you know, believe that it was taken from them, that they shut him down, that they didn't give give him an opportunity, Mm -hmm. that this is against the people's will. You know, do you see the line that I'm going down here? I do. I do. I, I think that in a way, uh, while it is, uh, it is not what the majority of us want. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, I think it actually does the civic duty of allowing this particular citizen and any partic- uh, particular citizen to exhaust every remedy that they think that they have at their disposal. You know, I, I think from a legal perspective. Now, I, I want to look at. Um, what has happened so far. So he has argued, uh, his attorneys have argued before the courts that he should be immune from anything that he did while he was president, that everything falls under the uh, the label of official duties. And lower right. courts have said, are you nuts? I mean, basically, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. so now the Supreme Court, from a legal perspective, um, how do you see them viewing this? Even the conservatives on the court. Well, they, they haven't been shy to, to, you know, reject him. I mean, you got to understand that this decision uh, at the D.C. Court of Circuit Appeals uh, was masterfully written. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it was a 3-0 decision uh, in, in the most elegant way uh, a jurist could say, would say, you're full of crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. They did it in an elegant, they did it in an efficient use of words. Uh, the Supreme Court, I suspect, will tell him the same thing ultimately, but it's going to take us until uh, September to hear their voice. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to uh, basically enable him to stay. Uh, it's after all the conventions. It's after he's the nominee. It's, you know, it, it's just simply too late to prevent him from participating in this process, Mm -hmm. this electoral process. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I I think that they will, uh, and and they've done that before. They've rejected uh, some of his petitions before or elected not to hear them. So I think that they will do it again, uh, but it just doesn't line up with the timing that many of us would like to see. Mm. All right. That is uh, Damon Tyner. Damon Tyner, of course, is uh, is an attorney, former Superior Court judge as well, and um, joined us this morning to talk about uh, what is going on with this immunity case that is going to the Supreme Court. He's currently managing member of the law offices of Damon G. Tyner, LLC, an Atlantic County based law practice. Um, Damon, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, as always, they can reach me at www.tinerlawteam.com uh, or they can reach me at area code 609-299-1250. All right. Damon, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you joining us this morning right. to break this down. 
You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.